And you are listening to a special broadcast here on Radio Islam International. We are coming to you live from uh, NASRAC, the venue of the 55th National Conference of the ANC. Joining us in studio, we are very uh, privileged and honored to have uh, Dr. Zamani Saul, the chairperson of the Northern Cape ANC. Dr. Saul, a very good morning to you. Welcome. Uh, thank you very much for being here. And, and uh, good morning to your listeners. From, from a personal perspective, what, what, does it, what does it feel like as an ANC member to be part of a conference? What does a conference mean to you? It feels great because this happens once in five years. Hmm. So, 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 so it's great. And ANC is 110 years old and this is the 55th conference. So attending a conference of such a gigantic movement is just extraordinary. Were you disappointed by the lengthy delay yesterday? Obviously, you are expecting more than 5,000 people to converge here. There will be technical glitches, but I did not expect them to the extent of what happened yesterday. And what about the, 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 the hackling that we saw of the president uh, in certain parts of his, of his speech? It's ill-discipline. No self-respecting organization can tolerate that. And we condemn that in strongest possible terms. But you see, in the main, the heckling came from the delegates from KwaZulu-Natal. Mm. And you know, all other provinces in the country nominated Cyril to come back as the president. It's only KwaZulu-Natal that did not nominate him. And that in itself did irreparable damage to the campaign of Zuelim Kize to become the president. Because even those who would have sympathized with them, they found their behavior completely unacceptable, incorrigible, and treating an incumbent, their sitting president, like that. So it worked in favor of Cyril. But Cyril also played a very important leadership role during that moment. Did not get upset, did not get worked up, worked up by that behavior, focused on the task at hand. That, those are extraordinary leadership qualities. And that in itself worked in his favor. That's the reason why I can tell you with utmost confidence that as we leave here tomorrow morning, as we converse here tomorrow morning, Sarah will be announced as the president of the ANC for a second time. When is the voting expecting to, expected to take place now that there was a delay? Yesterday? The voting will start late tonight. So we are expecting to get in and deal with credentials after credentials. We'll get the organizational report and we'll get the finance report. And after that, we'll deal with constitutional amendments. And late at night, then the electoral committee will come in so that we can start with the process of elections. There has been a concern raised by uh, some from within the ANC, Ace Magashuli and others, that the current uh, head of the electoral process, her husband, is, is a personal lawyer to President Ramaphosa. They crying conflict of interest. They say they need, it needs to be totally now done manually, nothing electronically to ensure that there's no manipulation taking place. That's diversionary tactics. Ace was the leader of the ANC. In the first state, he was a provincial secretary, became the provincial chair, just like myself. We know that it's very difficult to rig electoral processes of the ANC because provincial leaders become part and parcel of the elections committee. During counting, they are there. They are observers, actively observing the process. So there is no space of rigging. 
the process. So that's a diversionary tactic. He knows he's not effective for this conference, and he knows it very well that uh, Comrade Cyril is well on his way to get his second term to lead this organization. That private prosecution thing that has come into play now, is, is that likely to dominate the that upcoming pri- sessions? That private prosecution is a nonsense. That is absolute nonsense. Because a first-year student would tell you that uh, in order for anybody to privately prostitute an individual, you need a certificate from the NTA, which is Nole Prosecuti. There is no such certificate issued by the NPA with regard to Sarah Ramaphosa. So there is no investigation which was taken by, 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 by the NPA on the basis of which they say they are not going to prosecute. So where does private prosecution come from? They've released the, the, the Jacob Zuma Foundation via Zonele Mani, yes. a certificate which says yes. any person connected to any, the any lawyer, Any lawyer that have given them that advice, let me tell you it's an imbecile of a lawyer. Any lawyer that gave them that advice is an imbecile. The, the issue of President or former President Jacob Zuma coming in late yesterday and causing then as a result some sort of a disruption, do, do you think that, that that's not good of, uh, of, of a former leader to be doing something like that? If I was a former leader, I would have tried my best to come as early as possible so that my arrival does not disrupt the political input of the incumbent. I would have done it much more better. And uh, it was quite disappointing to see what happened, but I don't know what could have been the reasons for Jacob Zuma to arrive late. The, the issue of President Ramaphosa, you're obviously in support of him and, and you're very confident that he's going to prevail. There are those who say that even though at this stage we cannot say he's guilty with regards to Pala Pala, yeah. there's still investigations yeah. under, uh, underway from the Hawks, from the Public Protector's Office. Yeah. It has been questioned in Parliament, but it's taking, uh, taken under legal review yeah. to the Constitutional Court. Politically speaking, though, has it compromised him somewhat, even if he's to win? Is this something now that political detractors, opposition parties are going to use, making his, diffic- his, his, ch- his, his, his task of cleaning up the ANC, the anti-corruption ticket with which he came, uh, much more difficult because he himself is now tainted? Not guilty, but tainted. Palapala is unfortunate. And uh, the president must be held to account. I support that view. But he must be held to account in a proper way. I don't know whether you guys had an opportunity to read the report by the independent panel. I had an opportunity to read it. I went through it twice. I've got a doctor in laws, hmm. and uh, I read the report. Let me tell you, it's, it's, it's the most flimsiest report I've ever read in my whole life. And if you can attribute it to a former chief justice and two senior counsels, that is just surreal. It's disappointing. Do you think it was politically motivated? It's disappointing. The body of the report and the conclusion of the report, they contradict each other. Report which is riddled by grammatic errors, hastily done. It's quite disappointing. Even to have a name of his former chief justice attached to that report, it's seriously disappointing. That's the least I can say. They, as in the report, they suggest that Mustafa Hazin, the man who's alleged to have bought the 
buffalo. Buffaloes from the president's farm does not exist. That's what they suggest. That's the reason why they say the origins of the money cannot be established. Just a scratch of the surface, an international media house goes to Mustafa Hazim's house, interviewed him. They could establish where the man is, spoke to him. I came to South Africa. I had $600,000, which were properly recorded, recorded with the authorities in South Africa. That's what he says. But the report creates an impression that it does not exist. The report, if you read the parliamentary rules, they say we need sufficient evidence. They should establish whether there is sufficient evidence to kickstart the, the, the impeachment process. Instead of looking for sufficient evidence, which they acknowledge they don't have, they introduce a new standard, which is prima facie, which is by far lower than sufficient evidence. You can't, you can't believe... I, I don't believe Chief Justice, former Chief Justice, has got anything to do with that report. Let me be honest with you. The reason why I don't believe that, simply because with my doctoral thesis, I worked on a doctrinal approach of the Constitutional Court, which is called Meaningful Engagement During Evictions. And that doctrinal piece... Chief Justice, uh, the former Chief Justice, contributed significantly in formulating it. And I read almost all his judgments on meaningful engagement during illegal evictions. It's, I can't see any reconciliation between this report and him. So there's a serious problem here. And at some point we'll have to investigate how this three-member panel was appointed. I suspect it is, were appointed in a very dubious way. Let me give you an example. They are close association with people who wants to see Cyril losing his position as the president. Cast serious suspicions on them. Chief Justice Noble, at the end of his term, Unconstitutionally, the former president, Jacob Zuma, extended his term. I'm sure you know about yes. it. Yes. Unconstitutionally. He had to withdraw from that after having accepted, almost accepted, the extension of his term, which was unconstitutional. All the jurists, all the scholars in this country were saying this is unconstitutional. The two senior counsel, their association with people who don't want to see president continuing with, with his term is so suspicious, so suspicious, working with Dali, working with, uh, with uh, Advocate Dali uh, Mpofu, uh, representing Isma Khashule and all of them. So the appointment of the panel, I don't know how it was appointed, who took the decision to have them there, but the appointment of the panel makes it very dubious. And worse, the kind of report that they have produced for me, it's just surreal. It's unbelievable mm -hmm. that you can have seasoned, seasoned legal practitioners in this country that can produce a report of that nature, which is even riddled by grammatic errors. So I, I can't, I can't attribute that report to Chief Justice. F Final quick question before we let you go: yeah. Were you amongst those as reported instrumental in in, in telling the president not to resign? Uh, the president is a president of a country. President is mm. a president of the country. How can he cave in so easily?
to such a nonsense report. President cave in so easily. It can't happen. It happens nowhere in the world. In established democracy, it does not happen. Is that what you told him? Such a nonsense report. You cave in as a president. That's what I told him. There's absolutely no way that he can do that. All right. All right. So thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate you chatting with us and have a good conference. Thanks for having me. All the best. All right. All right. It's now just gone past 10. We cross back over to studio for the latest uh, news. But that was Dr. Zamani Saul, the chairperson and the premier of the Northern Cape. He's the chairperson of the ANC and he's the premier. Very strong words there towards the end about the um, the report, uh, you know, that found against uh, President Ramaphosa.